Podnuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, welcome to Geeksters episode 163. This is a show where we talk about all things computery, geeky stuff. Uh, my name is Martin O'Ban, I'm one of the hosts here. But before I introduce the my uh, my partners in crime here, a couple things I want to point out. Hey, if you are listening to the show after the fact, it's uh, later on in the week, maybe you're in the car and you think, how can I come on? How can I be here? How can I see these guys live in action and maybe even chat with us a little bit? Podnuts.com slash live is where you can go. Jump in over there. Um, I usually send out a uh, a notice on G plus and Twitter and all that kind of all those kind of social networky type stuff to let you know the day that we're going to record. It does. We try to keep it a constant schedule, but we all have jobs and and we we all we we're actually three hours apart from each other. So we go ahead and uh, get together when we you know as soon as we can. Hopefully on a weekly basis, but sometimes uh, things do happen. And if for some reason you're watching the show and it's 163 and you say, hey, you know, I'd like to see episodes 1 through 162. Where can I go, Martin? Where can I go to get those episodes? Because there's somebody out there wanting to sit back and watch us for 162 episodes. Well, not maybe me, you guys. I didn't come on till later. But anyways, YouTube. YouTube. Who, I know. Who? who in, what, in, what inmates in a women's prison. <laughs> <laughs> what sick person out there? Maybe inmates in a women's prison. Um, if you if you want to do that, uh, YouTube.com slash user slash the M-O-Bando. That's M-O-B-A-N-D-O. I don't know why it's like that, but it is. But that's where you can go. YouTube.com, and then you can look up just... Uh, you can actually just go to Geeksters. YouTube.com, look up Geeksters. You'll find me there. If you want to go the long way, YouTube.com slash user slash the M-O-Bando. Uh, what about just audio? Well, YouTube.com. You can go to listen to YouTube.com. Take the shortcut. No, I'm sorry. You can uh, check us out at podnuts.com. Slash Geeksters. Slash Geeksters. Thank you, Mitch. Podnuts.com slash Geeksters for just people who don't want to look at our shining faces but would either just have their ears tickled by our words. But I don't think the early ones are there. I know they're not there. Oh. Um, so go there for some of them. Go here for some of them. Or just join us live, and then you get the whole experience. Audio, visual, it's a sensory overlord, overlord, overload, <laughs> or, or overlord. All right, one last thing. If you go to podnuts.com, bottom left-hand corner, you're going to see a, 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 a bar there, and it says, new computer business, and it's for the Tech Nibble Computer Business Kit. This is a kit where um, it's a collection of pre-made, easy-to-edit legal forms and templates, checklists, and more. It contains lawyer-reviewed terms and conditions appropriate for the UK, US, Canada, and Australia. Now, how much would you pay for a deal like that? Don't think $199. Don't even think it. How about $99 US dollars? Go over to podnuts.com, bottom left-hand corner. Check on that banner that says new computer business with a question mark. And get going with the Tech Nibble business repair business kit. It's now at version three, so it's three times as awesome as version one, <laughs> if my math is correct. Because three times one is three. All right. Wow. Now that's a, now, that's a lot. That's a, that is a lot. Now I'm gonna kick it over to you guys because I'm gonna take a sip, maybe use the restroom and take a little nap. So hey, Mitch and Tim. Tim, how's it going? It, it's going well. I, I really feel overwhelmed with all that information. Are you are you you are you do you have an audible uh, sensory overload? I'm I'm, just, I'm I'm feeling overloaded in the, in the sensory department, but I'll pull through. Did you say overloaded or overbloated? I've I've I, I I'm I feel overloaded by my overlord of sensory information. 
wow. pertaining to the discussion we had before the show, Martin. But no. go ahead, continue. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, are we, yeah. nobody's bloated here. Well, there we go. Uh, okay, we'll continue. All right, Tim and Mitch. Mitch, how's it going? Um, pretty good. I was on vacation all week. So That's right. A few more days vacation. left. And I get that, a, what does that word mean, actually? Since uh, I own my own computer business. It means not having, having to get up at a, at a 5.20 in the morning oh, this well. week. Matter of fact, I stayed up until 5.20 this morning, just what? playing around last night. But So, but then you got up at 5.20. So you I got went, like a minute of sleep? No, I went to bed at 5.20, and I got up about, about 9, 9 a.m. But I did get a next a nice text from my boss saying, don't forget, you got to be at work at 5, at 5 Monday. Which I forgot oh my about. Gosh. After, yeah, I forgot about it. It's halfway through the week, and yeah. he's already worried about it. Yeah, well, I, I did forget about it. I don't remember. The... <laughs> well, yeah, you're allowed. You're on vacation. No, we have to count. We have to do inventory on these pallets that we rent, and um, they're going to be in the uh, owners of these pallets. So, I mean, I knew they were coming, but I didn't, I didn't know I. It was Monday. I had to be there early, so. Mm. So they're rolling out the red carpet, right? They want you to represent the company for the owners. Yes, they are red pallets. Oh, red carpet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. They're like, how? Who are we gonna get? We're gonna get Mitch. Mitch will give you the white glove treatment. Yep. The white glove, red velvet rope treatment. That's right. You can just stand there with a the and then just say, "Come on in." You can unhook it, let them in, hook it back up. By the way, we are having lovely weather out here. I'm I'm sure you're having nice weather out here out there too, Tim. I oh, assume yeah. it's been nice the last couple of days, a few days. Beautiful. It's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Seventy six and sunny here in the Pacific Northwest. Probably I sat out, here. I sat outside last night. Worked worked on my laptop. Is that what that noise was? Well, that was last night. That wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not now. Not this now. is not what my outside looks like. That would be weird. <laughs> My outside just, is really nice now, especially the front with all the all the new landscaping I got done. It looks really, really good. You get that done. Mm-hmm. It's all finished up. Yep. I mean, uh, the driveway still needs to be fixed, but he's waiting until I don't know what he's waiting for uh, to get nice, nice weather. Oh yeah. I mean, well, finally we've had like four or five days with no rain, something like that. So soon. Very nice. Very nice. So last week we hyped up. I mean, I was all excited. I was ready to go. I could barely even sleep the night before. I was ready to go. I was, I, I my my family was out of town. They were camping, so I was. Oh, you I, were. I, I, what I, a disappointment! I, I know. I was. I I was drinking coffee. I was ready to go. Mid, <laughs> midnight. Midnight rolled around, and I went to Amazon.com expecting this Prime Day <laughs> extravaganza. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? Mike Smith said the same thing. I I saw a couple things, but they were like, "Hey, save you know a couple dollars on USB drives." I'm like, "Well, I don't need any thumb drives, or this product or that." Like, there was nothing that really, like, yeah, that's what I got. Have there was, I mean, because sometimes you see a, a sale and you think, "Well, I have a business, I could buy that, and I'll buy that for my business." I don't really need it right now, but I could see using it in the future. Maybe it was a, a router, or a switch, or something like that. Nothing. I didn't even see anything that caught my attention of thinking that how could I possibly resell this item? Nothing. You could disappointed. Yeah, you you weren't alone. My wife did buy. She bought something. She bought a cane, a walking cane, cane. a walking cane with a from Amazon with a uh, seat in it. You can sit down (laughs) in it. A cane with a seat. With a seat or a seed? Seat. Seat. S e a t. Seat. Really? Wait. Okay. 
I'm going to stop here because I'm imagining a cane has one part that touches the ground. How do you sit? Do you have to like balance? Does the cane? I mean, there's some degree of folding involved here. Does the cane actually fold down, or is that it? Do you just like sit? It folds. I think it's got a couple, like three feet, or I don't know. I can't remember something like. I can get it. I want to see this. I want to see this magical thing that was bought on Amazon Prime Day. All right, you carry on. I'll be right back. I mean, if he spent a whole lot of money for a stick you can sit on, then I, I, got, I got plenty. I, got, I mean, I could go out to the woods and buy get one of those. A stick you can sit on. I've had jobs like that. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, um, why don't you take the cane and the cane? Why don't you and the cane you wrote in on? Because I'm a... Quick, we should say everything we want to possibly say about Mitch that, that the people can listen to us now while he stepped out. Oh my gosh. You and your folding cane better be here at six in the morning. Make it five. Five. Make it five in the morning. Red carpet treatment. He's halfway over and already jacking him up about what time he's got to get back. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. did, you, did you look at anything on that Prime Day? You know what? I really, I actually, actually, there's nothing I want. There's nothing I need. It was almost. I actually saw that it was quote unquote disappointing in my Google Plus feed. By the end of the day, I, I completely forgot about it anyway. So, um, yeah. I was uh, I was surprised by that because Amazon's a company that tends to get things right, and especially you know when it comes to marketing and how they present themselves. And so, if they're really gonna blow something up big like this, um, you know, it's all about under promising, over delivering, and for them to really promise big things, I expected even bigger. So for it to fall flat, I was really surprised. Yeah. All right, folks. There's the cane. It has a handle on it, uh, and it's it's three it's a three footed cane. The seat is flat. Mitch has got to figure out how to unfold it, and then it basically the seat folds down. It tripods out. Right. If you could figure out how to open it, because right now it's just a stick. He doesn't know. He's going to smack himself in the face is what he's going to do. There you go. All right. I'll tell you what. If you were standing in a really long line somewhere, that would could come in handy. It could. That's yeah. why she got it. We went to uh, that amusement park in uh, Lancaster called uh, uh, Dutch Wonderland. and uh, But actually, she went up rented one of those battery-operated things. But uh, that was the point of getting it, though. But but it's I can't use it. It's only for 250 pounds. So it's too too small for me, up to two hundred fifty pounds. But anyway, well, that, and that was on that was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think she got it that that Wednesday, I believe. All right. Um, but uh, she's got a she needs a knee replacement. She's just like oh. putting that putting that off as long as she can. So and so see yeah, so useful yes, but exciting and Black Friday ish not so much. Nope. Well, you know, and Amazon is such a uh, such a big player now that you know Walmart. I knew Walmart did. I'm not sure if other stores did, but they were going to do kind of the same thing. They were so nervous that Amazon was going to have did. such great Trump deals. The bandwagon, but they did. And I didn't go to Walmart. Um, the closest Walmart to me is about a 30 minute drive. So it, it was online. You had to look. I I did no. look around. I mean, I didn't I mean, see anything. See, that's a so. What's this? Now nobody's going to believe them. They're going to Amazon's going to do another Prime Day, and everybody's going to say, oh, "Okay." But I guess they did well. I don't. I mean, I didn't buy anything. I thought it was a like a giant online yard sale. But I think Newegg <laughs> might have done something too. I believe. I can't, can't remember. But well, yeah, look, it's actually a really great idea. And so, just because they fell flat this year, next year, if they don't 
have a big, somebody will. And I could see that, I could see the online community doing something that, I mean, online community being, you know, uh, the stores Newegg and some of these others, you know, and, and, and whatever, you know, bricks and mortars have an online presence. I could really see this becoming a thing. I'm not sure we need another thing, but, you know, if it gets stuff out the door and, 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 and money brought in, I mean, that's what, that's what, uh, you know, sales is all about. So. See, I'm not, a, anyway. I, I don't get a lot of stuff online like you guys do. I mean, well, your, your, your livelihood depends on, I don't, I don't, and I, I just rarely, rarely buy anything online. Just, I got to have it right then and there. I'll, I'll spend, I'll drive the 40 miles to a micro center. <laughs> well, I mean, if you followed along at any of the Twitter, the Google Plus stuff, people were pretty, actually pretty funny. If you, if you, <laughs> I mean, some of people said, you know, if I wanted a garage sale, I'd go down the street. Um, automatic can openers and bath sponges, not impressed. <laughs> uh, yes, Amazon, Menace Fedora, and Menopause pills were exactly what I was looking for. Uh, Prime Day, when your friend claims he's throwing an epic party, but you show up and there's only a six pack and a bowl of Cheetos. Ah, that's pretty close. So, and then other people were like, yay, $79 Kindle and a Roomba. So, uh, so people really, some people liked it and some people didn't. But Uh-oh. What? Nothing. Don't say it. Nothing. All right. I thought your voice was... Oh, that's what I was saying. Don't, that's what we're not going to, let's not even jinx that. Oh, wait. Oh, I think I heard something. Oh, please no. Hey, we you know. The, the the Amazon thing, I, I think it goes a long way to demonstrating that nobody really wants to buy a ton of crap a week or two after the, the 4th of July. We, we got better things to do, like have vacations and go places and spend time with our family, not buy a bunch of crap. And I, I think it also goes to show that there isn't a whole lot of interesting crap to buy in the middle of the summer either. It's the same old stuff. And so you, you can trump it up all you want and knock a couple bucks off, but it's just a bunch of crap I can buy anywhere else at any other time and I'm too yeah. busy. I got things to do. So shut up and leave me alone. There you go. We should be, there's more things to be excited about. Like six days from now, what's happening? Well, you'll be at work a day after Monday, which will be 530 right. in the morning. So don't, or five, whatever time it was. So don't forget much. Um, five. You, better be, what, you better be at 430 to take that stick came with you. <laughs> stick it up. Oh, no. Uh, Windows 10. Six days. Aren't you guys excited? It's breaking my excited? heart. Excited? Just about as exciting oh, as Amazon. Oh wow! Look at he's so excited he can't even talk. Well, he was talking, but I didn't see any movement no. in his mouth. It's bad, man. I heard. Is him. it really? It's yeah, it really is. Not so much the audio. It's just like you're out of sync right now. Well, here I'm oh, just gonna do this then. You're all right. You're all right. It was bad. <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna reboot. Hey no, man, no, 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 it's no. Every, wait. He no, left. I'm not rebooting. No, I'm oh. here. I'm oh. just trying to see if the video helps. Oh my gosh, now it's just a giant talking OI. It's, it's Mike Wazowski. That's creepy, dude. Stop doing that. All right, all right, go ahead and talk. It's creepier when you don't talk. It's it's not. It's still not as bad as it was. I mean, it's not. You're not. You're not doing the robotics right yet. All right. Hmm. I'll figure that. Out. So yes, Windows 10 launches on the 29th, and so we'll see what happens. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I am going to put it on. Um, I'm going to do the upgrade. Now, I think you might have the option. It's still, I'm reading some stuff. I think you may have the option. I'm, I'm, I'm here reading different things where you have to do the upgrade. Then after you do the upgrade, you can go ahead and make uh, an image, an ISO image after the upgrade. But then I'm reading where you'll be able to have a choice of getting an ISO and doing a clean install 
from the get-go is, is what I rather do. But either way, I'm going to do something and I'll and I'll report on it. I'll put it on at least one machine, one of my machines. Yeah. Same here. I'll probably try it out. I mean, I try. I remember trying it out when it came out, and I liked it. I just uh, my concern is that it's going to be forced out and not giving you an option to update. It's just going to happen like a service patch, and yeah. then they're and they're they're changing the way that they're doing updates. It's going to be all the time. Which, as a system administrator, when I have to administer, you know, a hundred, you know, two hundred machines, yeah. at, at least that. How you know? How can I schedule Windows updates now? I'm curious how the Windows update service is going to work with that. And are all my clients going to be like, I just updated it? I mean, I have clients right now who are frustrated that on, you know, they get updates on a weekly basis, and then then Microsoft, of course, did an out of patch this last week. So now they got an update every week. There are frustrated with that. <laughs> No, oh, oh, dude, man. it's not so good. Hey, um, you know, that's and you know what? That's that's kind of the thing is that I I I, <laughs> I well, I'm sorry. I, I just I'm just stuttering. I mean, that's actually the deal. Martin, I think you need to update the Windows 10 like right now. The, but, but go ahead. The, that's all right. The the thing with you know constant or just updates as they become available. Um, I mean, as a, in a, in a, you know, in a business environment, enterprise environment, I, surely there'll be some way that you can s- schedule that or whatever works best for you. Um, you know, for the, the standard, the residential, the home user, the people on the street, you know, we're already getting that anyway. Like you said, with this out, you know, they're fine. They're, it's all the time. It seems like they're fine stuff and they're sending critical updates to, re- you know, it's, it's to repair some horrible security thing. And we just had this. And so it's like, we got, we're at the point now we're getting them anyway. So what's, what, I don't think to the average, the average person, I don't think it's, that's going to be a huge deal. No. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind if they were, um, releasing those updates as they become available anyway. And the ones that actually require, uh, or, or demand a, a reboot actually happen once a month. I mean, I think that would, I think that would be cool. Yeah. Are you still here, Martin? I, I'm still here. If you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to reboot Martin, it wouldn't mess anything up and just come back in here. Just copy that link to get back in here so you can get back in here. No, I'm good. I'm trying something else out. I mean, if I'm sounding good right now. You are. Okay. So I'm, I'm asking. So currently I, I'm curious of what's changing here. I think my son is playing online games. You're sucking up a lot of my bandwidth, you, so you were I'm saying, asking. Him oh, that. could be. So, what's he playing? Battlefield. You know what's worth it. <laughs> what do? Uh, well, are you play. Uh, you're playing it too. That's what's happening, isn't it? You're playing it too during the show. That's what's, that's what's, <laughs> that's what's happening. That's what's happening, right, Martin? Come on. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. I said I would report back on. This little device from last week, the yep. um, yeah, the eight hundred two, the, the two point four wireless, awesome remote. Yeah, it's um, it's actually really I like it. the The touchpad is a little sensitive, uh, or a little not sensitive. I I guess I feel like I have to push down on it a little harder. Like I wish it would um be a little more responsive to my finger. But other than that, uh, it goes to sleep, and then I just you know I hit the space bar usually. And the yellow light, yellow orange light comes on. Then the blue light comes on, and now I'm on, and I type on it, um, use it to move around. I hooked it up to my media center running Kodi, so that's a, like open elect downstairs, and this is awesome. 
I, I think on the media center for my little I worked out much better than it does on my Windows 8 machine because you can use the D-pad, the play, the pause. It just, to the point of, I'm thinking about buying another one just for downstairs. But uh, this over the the keyboard, mouse, the Logitech one that I've used, yeah. um, for media center type stuff, down the way to go for me. I, yeah, used it now for a while. Really, really, really enjoy it. And, you know, 17 bucks. Yeah, I, I just don't like anything touch with my mouse. Um, I still might, I'm still thinking about getting it. But Martin, do you, you, would you like to hear what you sound like when, when you're, uh. No, I, I believe what I sound like. I can hear it in my head. Media center type down the way to go. I just, just, just so you know, I just, is that happening right now? No, it's not. It's not, it's not, it's intermittent, intermittent, yeah, intermittent. 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 I can't. However, we do have samples. Intermittent. Chris, intermittent. Intermittent. Minions. All right. So I'm just working on trying to get that done. You know what? That thing is awesome. I, I actually, uh, now I want one to play with. I think that that remote of yours would be outstanding for messing with people as well. Such as? You'd have to plug, <laughs> plug it in. Though. Oh, that's, it, yeah, that's yeah. right. It doesn't connect... It's it, not Bluetooth. You, I mean, it, you it's, it's, that a, it's like a. It's, it's got a. It's got a. Uh, it's got a uh, USB dongle. Uh, right. But it's I supposed guess, to. Work. I guess somebody would definitely notice a USB dongle plugged into an OTG cable plugged in their phone. Then. Uh, probably. Probably. Okay. My wife probably. wouldn't. But anyway. Oh, no, she wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cable hanging off the back of your phone. Uh, all right. Um. The AP, um, Associated Press, adds 550,000 old clips to YouTube. That's cool. So your, these your, are, your kid's going to have to stop shooting stuff for a little bit. I've asked him to stop. It's, yeah, you're still stuttering. All right. Well, you're what good. are you going to do? You're good right now. Hey, I, All right. I'd like, I'd like to throw out an observation that I made earlier this week. I, I think this is universal. That you ever been out in public? And some, you know, you'll see, somebody will approach you and you say, and they'll say, hey, w- would you take a picture of, of us? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's, it's every, it's happened to everybody. And, right. you know, like I got to say in, in my, uh, in my experience, pretty much a hundred times out of a hundred, they mean with their camera. <laughs> They're if you take out your camera and try to take, they get really weird about that. I, that's universal. They're taking a picture of us with their camera? Well, no. If somebody asks you to take a picture of their family and you take out your phone and go to take a picture, they get really weird about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, it's, I've never done it that way. It's always been. <laughs> you should try it. It's, it's really. Oh, it's, my God. You know what? It's, people get really weird about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can imagine. So anyway, that's just an observation. If somebody asks you to take a picture of their family, they mean with their camera. <laughs> That would be weird. Oh my god! Because <laughs> oh. we were just in that situation, but uh, of course they took it with my camera picture, of my phone. <laughs> but uh, I could imagine it. Oh my gosh! Why would anybody in their right mind want to take a picture of me with their camera? Oh my god! <laughs> Jeez! I had I had the loveliest family approach me, just complete strangers. I was at a in that. 
would you take a picture for our family? I said, sure. And I thought, <laughs> and, they, and they're going to hand me their camera. And I thought, I'm already holding my foot. I thought, how funny would it be if I held it up and just started taking pictures of my phone? Oh, that would be hilarious. I, I thought the reaction would just be priceless. It would be just complete, like, I don't know, just, <laughs> like, confusion at first, and then how quickly would it just go to, like, just, like, complete shock and then anger? Uh, the, they have to think it's some kind of prank. Oh, it would be a prank. Yeah. I really don't want pictures of anybody's family. Just take the picture and put it back in your pocket and say thanks and then walk off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a picture of family? Done. Goodbye. There you go. So am I sounding any better? Yes. All right. We'll try it out now. Mm. What I did yeah, is okay. I... I, I had, well, I pulled the plug on everybody else except me, so... Absence Ooh, makes he went in the, He went in and did some changes. Uh-oh. That's right. I did the... Uh, I went full... Network straight on, on them. Oh, you're stuttering. It didn't help. <laughs> That's sad. All right. Reformat time. No, you need some Windows 10 in no, your you, life. You need, to, you need to be dual booting, Martin, so this way you can troubleshoot better. You can go into Windows and see if it works in there. Nah. I'm not blaming Linux. Nah, all right. Still pretty bad? No, not right well, I'm blaming that water in the Pacific Northwest. Could be. All right. I will talk slow. I have a feeling that it's probably this USB. Something's mm. going on here. I may need to figure out some Let's other way of... I don't know if the USB is going bad. If I need to, you switch you switch sports too, didn't you? You've been doing no, that I never like did last that. Week. No, I never did that. I guess I could, but uh, AP. I don't know if you guys heard this before. The AP adds five hundred fifty thousand new old newsreel clips to YouTube. Oh, really? So that's cool. So you can go watch old news clips. Um, Finding good. Um, like well, they have the things like the Hindenburg and all that kind of stuff on there. That's always interesting to watch. <laughs> I mean, for disaster. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, most disasters become just vaguely interesting over over time. It's like, oh, it's kind of like the humanity. Right. You guys are starting to clip on me, too. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Tim's sounding good to me. It must be all me. Yeah. I, I moved move from closer. Comcast. Well, I moved from Comcast to Frontier to Fios. And I. It could be a Fios thing. I would start yelling. What kind of router do you have? Well, I have I've got their little router. I don't have their full on big router because I didn't want to use it. I just don't need wireless or anything. Right. Same here. So maybe I'll give them a call. So hey, did you guys do the ice bucket challenge? No, I was supposed to, but I didn't. I, what no, but I saw I saw they broke down the percentages of where that money went. That was, I, and I got to say, the results of which I felt were pretty good compared to some things. Right. That's what I was that's the link that I have in the show notes. Um so hundred and fifteen hundred and fifteen million dollars were raised from in twenty fourteen for this. Um sixty seven percent went to research, twenty percent to patient and community services, percent education, two percent went into fundraising and were extra fees. So uh, 67% actually went into that $77 million actually went into research for ALS. And Mitch is laughing at me, so I think... Yeah, it's going to, um, going to sound like in post-processing that we actually had to redact everything you just said. What? I have no idea what's causing this. <laughs> I know how to fix it. Reboot. I think we should, think we should yeah. pull the plug on the show. 
it's, it's, you know, it, it is something that seems to... It's not immediate. It, it's like after you're alone for a while. It, yeah, it, uh, it's fine at the beginning. Because, you know, we shoot the breeze for a bit before the show. And it, it does seem to be something that becomes worse over time. Something's happening. But it's not immediate. It's not... It's, it's, uh, hmm. Well, but yeah, literally, we got none of those numbers. Yeah, you, if you do stop, you would have to. You would lose your uh, your live feed, right? You don't. Well, the other option that I may try is, which I should have done, was not use Chrome and try because Chrome sometimes gets really bulky. You'd still have to stop it though, right? Start it again, start another one. Right, right. No, uh, no. And actually, maybe not, because we'll still be in it, so it'll still be going. If you copy that link on top, you can get back in it. Copy it. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, you should, yeah um, that should work. I guess I could try. All right, so I'll go ahead and throw out another random observation about real life and people in it. Paul Martin's doing that. Yeah. Actually, actually, no, I won't because that's all I got this week. <laughs> well, we could talk, talk again about your favorite topic, Windows 10, again, if you... Oh, no, that was hey, well, me. My, no, my, my favorite topic is Windows 8, and actually... It, beca- it over time it became my favorite topic point one, but why? Why do I? Why does anybody want Windows Ten? What's the difference? What what's di- what's different with Windows Ten? I think Start menu. Uh, you're going to have an actual Start menu, and hey, let's look it up for sure. I mean, I use Windows Eight more than anything actually, and I, I just don't have no issue. Um, the machines I have down here they're all Windows Seven, but uh, I only use it you know when I'm podcasting but the main machine my i5 upstairs it's uh windows 8.1 it's on a dell machine i I have no issues i mean they're very little issues or something now i i i actually like the underlying os i mean i like what's going on there i i like the the changes but it's i still the gui it's it's the same it's the same issue that i've always had it's that um i think that if i was holding a device that was you know, like a tablet or a phone, I would have no problems with it. But where I'm sitting at a laptop, matter of fact, and every customer I have, they're like, well, it's just what it came with it. And they're like, I hate it. I hate it. <clears throat> I hate it. I hate it. So actually, we'll see what Windows 10 does. It, it won't be Windows 8 up. Yeah, that right. was the main thing that people hated, the start button in uh, Windows 8.1. It just doesn't bother me. Um so now you're gonna have you're gonna have a start menu back, and I think you'll have a choice uh, of doing the um, modern look at all. And I mean, I never do it. You know, once in a while, I'll click on, I'll hit the keyboard, the Windows key, and I'll go in there by accident. Uh, I just don't see the point in that. Although things run better, you know, uh, I think things are more uh, they run in it like an economy. Uh, remember, um, uh, Corey Fruitman was was talking when we had him on the show. He was talking about. He, like Windows runs in, mm-hmm. but you're in a protected mode. You can't get supposedly can't infect when you're running stuff in that mm-hmm. environment, which is good. But I, I just never go in there. I don't see the point. I mean, you you know, why do you have to have a a desktop app for Skype and then you have to have a modern app for Skype? Which oh, yeah, I, makes I, no I, sense. I, to I don't me. know. Oh look, who's back fast? That so that works. Yeah. So as, as long as there's somebody to hang out. We can leave and come back later. Yeah. It's going to be like a party. It's going to be like an ongoing party. Just goes forever. never ends. As long as somebody's in there. Do we need two people well, in there or just, or just one person to keep it live with a good blank? I don't know. That's it. I don't, I don't know. So how is right. this working? 
Good. So far, so good. All right. We'll see what happens. I've been trying to think about maybe moving off Chrome into Firefox. And, I mean, I was trying to shut down Chrome, and I was noticing my video was jerky. So I'm curious if Chrome has become just that big bloated hog, and now, I'm, now this is Firefox. And Sounded I may really just good. have to make... I may just have to make that switch because for some reason Chrome may just be. Check your extensions. What, what do you have going on in Chrome? You have... Well, I do have quite. I do have some extensions yeah. going on, but they but they're the same extensions I've had for a while. Right. But I just think Chrome has. I don't know. They are. They do got a lot of stuff going on, and they and you, and you never. I mean, they're always updating stuff. Look, you know, you you learn how to do something a certain way in here, and in the Hangout, and they they're going to change it in a couple of weeks. You know, and right. Constantly. Right. So. Yeah, and you know what? That that's our observation is exactly the sort of thing I usually see with Chrome is that, or or, or or browsers, you know, as they the longer the page or the longer you have a window open, the more prone it is to start acting up, and that's what what you were seeing, what we've been seeing there. So, I've already decided that's the problem. Well, yeah. So we'll, let's let's talk a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it very well could be. It very well could be. And so you sound really good, really good now. So let's go. Let's let's uh let's go with that then. So the Google Talk plugin has to run in my Firefox, but right. um so that's taking twenty seven point eight four percent of my memory, which is only one point thirteen percent. Remember, this is that um you know this is an i seven with sixteen gigs of RAM in it. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's, not, that's like, not the oh, issue. Uh, sure. Yeah, and you know so <laughs> that thing has dual exhaust. <laughs> I know. Be able to take this. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Oh man. So a couple things um gosh, I can't remember the second one, but a couple things came in from our good friend Liam um at Liam Tech. He's awesome. Uh, very good guy, very good guy. Um he sent an, he sent me a link uh and a while ago we were trying to we were discussing moving a client from a domain to a local group and the application that you can use to make a mover uh to make a move from a local group to a domain is not the same one. He said he had a link he couldn't figure out where it was. He found it. Um it's a it's a link from iTech blog and it says Windows 7 convert domain user to local user and it's uh there's a couple steps in there and actually uses the profile wizard from Forens IT which is the one that you can make it um that you that's easy to move from Local machine to domain. He uses it in there. And, uh, this gentleman, uh, the, uh, the writer of this article goes through and, and talks you step by step by step, um, in eight steps on how to do that. So people need, if you need to move a user from a domain to a local machine and keep all the settings and profile and everything like that, this is the link for you. Interesting. Good. Like it. And I can't, I was trying to think of what the other one that he, I can't think of it. Hey, um, Martin, did you want to talk about too the John John's problem with the cable? Did you want to bring that? Yeah, up? yeah, yeah. So we received an email, um, and this is from John Dubinsky, and he says, "Hey guys, thanks for the continued great shows. I'm sure you have all had experienced the small issue of when a network clip breaks on the end of a Cat5 patch cable, followed by the problem where the cable no longer stays securely inserted into whatever you're plugging it into, uh, patch panel, computer equipment. Um, easy fix, right? You replace the cable, crimp on the new end, and you're done." Now, That's not what, easy enough. Getting well, easier? He says now, but here's the thing. What have you? What do you do if the reverse happens? For example, I have a customer with an HP printer. Works great, but the networking jack mysteriously is broken. When I say broken, I mean that the network patch cable will not will not will not clip into the jack and stay securely connected. Other than that, the unit functions flawlessly. 
regardless of the cause, which no one in the office seems to know how it possibly occurred, <laughs> the problem began. Yeah, the cable continues to pop out as long as there is nothing holding it in. Right now, I have, yeah, which you can imagine causes issues in the office with printing and scanning. Right now, I have a large piece of duct tape, etc., holding the cable in, which is somewhat effective, but also looks like something out of a Frankenstein and feels like patchwork. Without the t- tape, the cable will fall out if something, someone simply bumps into the table and the printer, uh, the printer is on. What solutions can you think of that would hold this cable in place while allowing it to be removed if needed in the future, but look and function more professionally? I've been looking on podnuts.com slash Amazon, my man, there, uh, as a possible solution for this. Maybe a little adhesive putty on the bottom of the jack, not about, not on the, not on the connectors. Maybe I'm overthinking this and tape is just the way to go. I'm trying to make sure that there is not some cool and effective solution for something like this that I'm oh, missing. Oh, this is a question. I thought there was a hot tip in here. Nope. He says thoughts and he says thoughts and says, Tim, I'm looking at you. Thanks in advance, John Dupont. Oh, don't be looking at me. Well, how about replacing the jack? I mean, I, I, I get the impression it's not an option. Well, it's a, it's an HP printer. So it's the it's the oh I thought okay I was imagining like I was imagining that that network cable that was plugged in the wall and yeah just, I misunderstood that too okay so right. it's plugged into the printer okay well <clears throat> so and it's like and, okay and so when it's taped it's like actually like taped to the thing like there's right. duct over it just looks bad right so what he's talking about is like this that's part the, here that's is the broken. printer yeah that would be the printer yeah right so gotcha. you can't so it's the it's the clip that the it's the part that the cat five plugs into it's the female receptacle that's right, broken right. And I've seen those when somebody yanks it out and bends it. I've seen them on laptops where somebody yanks it out and that metal gets bent. Um, I've had to do the same thing that he's done: plug plug it in and then like Frankenstein tape it on there for it to for it to stay in. Uh, I, I I looked into this and one of the ideas that came up was was on the end of your Cat5 cable. So I've got one here. On the end of your Cat5 cable, lift up the clip a little bit because you're going to want to get underneath it. But wrap some tape around it. Some some just maybe one or two. Um, wraparounds of yeah of of maybe like your scotch tape that way what you've done essentially you want to make the sides thicker so that way when you plug it in maybe the spacing will go away and you can get it to stick in there a little harder yeah that makes sense i don't i don't know i've never tried it so okay. that was an idea that um people thought of that's you know that, that's exact i mean short of actually <clears throat> excuse me using a little bit of uh uh, epoxy or yeah, rubber okay. cement or something. Right. So, it's yeah. In some way, just permanently affix it, fix it to it. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, the tape was that was exactly what I was thinking too. And uh, I, I think maybe I probably experiment with a little bit of Teflon tape first because it's 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 thinner and you you can better adjust. You know, and then if just, water and if you have water, water won't come out of it too. If you use Teflon, well, that, and that's it. Because if your printer is full, your HP printer is full of water. You don't want to get all over your desk. It, sh- it should definitely. One thing about your electronics: the factory water and smoke should stay in it. If it ever comes out, you need to replace it. So, um, but just wrapping that with, uh, the, you know, Teflon tape like plumbers use, as much as <laughs> Yeah, I've used that. that you know, I've used it plenty of times. That if you if you if you keep give it a couple turns of masking tape, it's like well it's gonna be way too thick now. So that Teflon tape, it's really thin, and you know you could really really kind of uh, uh, dial in how many turns mm. of that tape you have, and so you know so, so you can actually get a good uh, uh, a real nice fit instead of uh, kind of walking the line between not enough and and it's, yeah. well now it's just too blasted thick and I can't jam it in there. Matter of fact, that was and. That was uh that was a tip that I saw on a video posted by 
uh, Wilbur Bear, and it was actually it was a guy, you know, which this uh, Terry, Terry, I still still loving the videos. He's always he's he's always he's he's always uh reposted I see stuff in my G plus feed, but the guy was a um that that's what the guy had done to uh uh if he he had a he was working on his car and he had a bolt that he had to start you know, way down in some dark place and and it was a trick I I think that he had given a couple turns of tape or something stuck it in the the socket the bolt in the socket and then it actually held until. You could see he got it down there and got it started. It was like, oh, okay, well, that's a pretty clever, clever thing to do. So, not my that was not my idea to use the tape, but it kind of I remembered that and it kind of translated in this situation. I don't know, as opposed, short of getting a new machine or disassembling, right, replace that jack, I'd say, what are you going to do? Right, Uncle Al says push up the tab a little bit so it'll clips in place. But if it's really broken, I'm afraid it's not going to hold. Um, the other option would be to push up the tab so now you have a leverage point. Um, to fill the space and then put something between the tab and the clip at the end, the, and the, you know, the end itself that, so instead of, you know, what I'm talking about keeping it in there that way. I don't Yeah. Yeah. With this, look, I mean, that's, that's, there's, that's physically designed. One snaps the other and part of it's broken. So what are you going to do? Any fixes isn't going to be a, it's not a print. Time to get a new printer. Tell them to stop being cheap. There <laughs> you go. Stop, stop, stop being cheap and stop being ignorant and breaking their stuff. That's right. That, that's my solution. Well, the other thing is, if it's an if it's a higher end network printer, sometimes those cards can be replaced. Oh, right. So maybe you just replace the the card itself. Right. Or just replace the whole printer. Upgrade. Hey, this is a great time to upgrade. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're gonna do it when the toner runs out anyway. That's right. When the when the Avalon Toyota Avalon breaks, it's time to get that Ferrari. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, oh, De- or yeah. DeLorean. Or a DeLorean. Even better. Make sure your HP printer is uh, stainless steel, though. And the water and smoke remain inside. Right. Water and smoke. Not with the smoke out. I have been playing with uh, PFSense. And I locked myself out of my own network the other day. That was exciting. Because then I had to reload PFSense again. Uh, there's a way... Intentionally? Or accident? On accident. On accident. Oh. So a couple, couple things um, that... I mean, these are stupid things that you don't think about that I know. I mean, I know these things. And I locked myself out. Uh, when you build your PFSense box, at the first thing it wants to do is connect to the WAN port. So not the LAN port, the WAN port. Um, I just plugged it into my network, and there. So the WAN was actually inside the network, right? That makes that makes sense. It's like plugging a router into your inside of your network. Your outside router interface is going to get an inside IP address. <laughs> On there, there's a there's a way, and this is, you know, it's okay to do this. There's a button that says basically you want to block any IP addresses that are the private IP addresses on the WAN port, which just sounds good. <laughs> if it's the outside facing IP address, you know, port, you block anything that's not public, that's a private IP address. So I clicked that on. And well, now you can see what happened. I completely shut myself out of my whole out of the box. So I had to reload the box. And then I got it up and running again. Oh, don't do that. Got it going again, and then I accidentally flipped on DHCP, which then brought my network down because now I had two DHCP servers fighting for control of the network. Oh wow! I just sit so, back and watch. I guess. Yeah, so then I, had to, I went downstairs and I was gonna eat because I was frustrated. I was gonna eat dinner and watch something on the Xbox uh, and Netflix or something, and it wouldn't connect to the internet. I'm like, ah, oh my the gosh! And I, part of your I, life. It's like, and I'm I, like, I bet the microwave wouldn't even heat your little pizza. I, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was like, uh, of course. And so I grabbed my phone and I'm watching Netflix on my phone through cellular because I'm so frustrated because I don't want to deal with, you know, I deal with this stuff at work all the time. I don't want to come home and do it. 
and as I'm watching TV on my phone, it's like ding, it goes the, the microwave gets done, and at the same time, I remember you figure you so, figure it out. Yeah. So well, because what happens is I went upstairs. I I stopped the I stopped the uh, DHCP scope on the inside of my network off my my router. I stopped it and ran off the PFSense. And then when I shut the PFSense down because I was done testing it, I never turned on the other one. So I had to run upstairs and. So you were running a router and PFSense at the same time. Right, and they will. Well, no, it's a, it's. I'm actually running the off my Linux Pixie Boot server. I'm running my DHCP scope. Oh, the Pixie okay. Boot server. Yeah. Because I had the reason I did that is because I can't point to the Pixie Boot server off the router. There's no way to do that, and so I had to run it off that oh. box. But PFSense will point to a Pixie Boot server, so that's that's good there. Um, I bring all this up because in the past I had the one of the problems I had been working with is trying to block everybody from going to an to. I'm trying to keep everybody to go to OpenDNS and keep people from changing their DNS to go around OpenDNS. Mm-hmm. PFSense will do that. Mm. So if there's a way. There's it a. There's a be like it'll shut the whole blasted thing down from the inside. Well, yeah, you can do that too. You can just shut it all down. <laughs> it's, just, it's like we both turn our keys. Right. So there's a way in here. It's a PFSense document on blocking DNS queries to external resolvers. So what you do is you put the DNS query, you put the DNS resolvers in PFSense, and then you basically say don't don't go to anything else except yeah. this. One. So even it's got, it's got to be bound to specific machines, that right? No, because this is you put this you put this as your first hop. So, but, but what I'm saying, if the client, whatever PC, what if he changes it, you know, to get it does, to, then he, you don't get internet access. Okay, so it's not going to work. Good. Right, that's the that's the whole point. Because what I want to be able to do yeah. is do Damn. this on, right? Because I want to be able to do this in a tiny box and then put it in a, a, you know, coffee shop or something like that, where then now we can do load balancing, we can traffic, and we can do that. Because in the coffee shops, I have these open mesh devices, and uh, this is a new one because I'm going to deploy a couple more of these. And uh, so, and I love these because you can. It has the captive portal on it, um, so it has two. So two so from the beginning. So how does that work? You're in a coffee shop. Okay, so so a captive portal. When I'm in a coffee shop, you join the the wireless network, and then it brings up a page, a landing page, and that's the one where you have to terms of agreements. You have right, to accept right, it. Right, right. Um, that's that captive portal part, and mm-hmm. then once you click OK, you can move on. So, and these open mesh devices have those. Um, this is the cheaper of them. They go all the way up to, I think, two twenty five is a couple of the bigger ones, um, and they they uh, you know for different ranges and inside and out. Side and in, in, you know indoors and outdoors cases, um, as you notice, they have two two networks uh, mm-hmm. adapters on them. They're not in and out. Once for powered, so you can use powered and a network adapter, or just do PoE, which is power over Ethernet. Um, so they work out really well. Well, I've been we've talked about these before, and Marvin B from MBS Systems, uh, who if you listen to Podnuts.com, uh, the Podnuts live show with Jeff Hallish on Sundays, uh, Marvin's on there. And he got a hold of me and said, hey, are you using the second SSID? In here, it has its own DHCP server in it. So when you plug this in, anything off the first first SSID, which is the captive portal, gets a 10.IP address. So there's a whole bunch of IP addresses that are available. The second SSID, you can turn it on, assign it a name and a password like you normally would for your wireless, but then click on the box because this has to get a an IP address from your local internal network. You turn on the second SSID, and then you click a box that then maps the second SSID to your internal network and pulls the information from that DHCP scope. So if you're going to a place 
like a coffee shop, and they need wireless, one of the options to do is instead of getting one router for public and this router for or one router for private and then using an open mesh for public, you can run both wireless devices, both both public and private, off the same device. And I didn't know you could do that. Marvin B. showed me it, and I was very excited to hear about that and was started working um, on that. And I've actually wrote up a quote to uh, a school that I'm working on that originally we did have two different um, access points depending on what what they were going to do, but now we may just use the open mesh devices because they work. They will be allowing students to be on the network. But if I can do this and a PFSense box, then I can now block IP address IP addresses. We can do some traffic shaping. Um, yeah, real real granular. Yeah, and basically a PFSense box does the same thing like your you know any of your high end firewalls will do. But um, it's free, and I'm just going to run it. I'm just my test box is a little Intel. Um, it's a it's a Core 2 Duo Dell, you know, slimline machine. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really need a whole lot of stuff to run it. So you can find an old, an old machine. You just you do need two network cards, though. So you're doing P- PF Sense right now at, at home. You're no, it's on, it's on, on my test. It's on, it's on a test network, and it's actually it's it's actually off right now. Okay, so, okay. but those are some of the things I've been working on. Um, cool. The camera systems that I've been dealing with at a couple of locations that have, were running Windows that were compromised. Um, we switched companies for this new location, and I went in there the other day to take a look at the camera system because we need to do some port forwarding and stuff like and that. Um, it's running Ubuntu. So that is, that's exciting, and it's working really well. Um, they're not having any issues with it. Uh, we've done port forwarding through their regular router, uh, and I'm hoping that this company, they'll talk to this uh, this company and we can maybe possibly switch out the Windows machines to this new, to this other company. Uh, and part of the problem is we're having communication and or lack of communications with the company that runs the Windows boxes. Mm. They're just not responding at all. Um, I've had a problem. I've had a ticket open with them since the 6th, and we are no farther along after probably 15, 17 emails than we were on the 6th. And it's just, you know... I, I will I will ask them what the status is. They'll say, let me check. I see them email somebody else. That person doesn't respond. A week later, what's the status? I don't know. Let me check. They email somebody else. They respond, you know, with something that doesn't make any sense at all. I say, no, let's go this route. And then they say, okay, well, let me, you know, every it, it feels like everything's ran by a committee. Or or repair dice. Or repair dice. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, I, no, well, I, all I got to say, Martin, you're the man. Why am I the man? Because you are. You figured all this stuff out. Oh. Your audio is flawless right now, as That's as well beautiful. as well That's, as your video. Okay, so that was a Chrome versus Firefox issue. Yeah, but all right. Figure well, out. I will. I will remember that. Um, Matter of fact, you look happier. You look healthier. You sound better than you have in years. And I believe the sunshine there brighter than it has in a long, long time. Years, maybe fifteen minutes. But anyway, right. It is the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the last one that I wanted to, to talk about, this is a change that um, I came up with this week. For for quite a while now, I've used SendGrid, um, S-E-N-D-G-R-I-D, um, dot com. This is a company where you can use, uh, they're, they're mainly for mass mailing um, and marketing devices. So you don't want to send out 1,500 emails from your own company because that's spam, right? So you go through a third-party company to send out emails. And now you could buy into things like Constant Contact or SurveyMonkey or things like that. But if you don't want to do something like that, what you can do is send your emails through a different SMTP server. And I don't know if you or our listeners knew that, but 
you can, just because you're receiving email on, say, you know, Gmail, you can send your email out through somebody else. You don't have to send it back out through Gmail. Well, SendGrid would be that other person you'd send your email back out through. I have an account through them. Originally, the free account was 4,000 emails um, per month. Well, they just upgraded it to 12,000 emails a month now for free. So what I'm going to do is a couple of my clients who are you bigger users, um, I'm going to get them, I've got them their own email uh, one, and I'm actually going to be working on moving them moving them over off of my account to their own account because now, I mean, they tripled it. So now it's 12,000 emails a month for free. Well, if you're, you know, which may not sound, that, that, that sounds like a lot, but it, you know, that may not be a lot. Where I have used these this a lot was in times when you can't use a mail relay or something breaks through either Comcast or Google, um, you know, printers or, you know, the kind of the all-in-one scanner copiers where you have to give it an email address to go out. But sometimes it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't like your your outgoing Comcast address okay. or it doesn't like your frontier address. You know, get yourself a free SendGrid account. Now you can send it through SendGrid and now you've solved your problem. Nice. Um, I, I had to create myself a list, of course, because what happens if you change your password, then all of those emails break. So if you do this, grab, make sure you write down your password. Make sure you create a list of all your accounts that are using your SendGrid account because as soon as you change your password, you're going to have to change your password on all those devices. So this is for if you want to send like a whole bunch at one time is that is that the whole purpose well that's that's their that is their main goal that's their that's their bread and butter is i need to send 150,000 emails a month in mass market quantities mm-hmm. how can i do that without getting spammed i'll say, i'll use sendgrid as my sender because then they once you buy into their higher end business plan they do things like monitoring they keep you off blacklists um, they watch what things are doing but their free account you know their free accounts are are you know they're small, but yet if you're not a big company, this may work well for you. Yeah. And so I just wanted to, you know, so if you're ever thinking about, you know, just even testing, maybe your email is having issues sending out. Um, Obando Computing is hosted by Google, but I still send out through SendGrid. Just I have found that it sends out much faster through them than it has to wait for Google to reply. Um, I've got a client right now where they, for some reason, are being they're on um, Google, and for some reason Google is blocking their AOL account. Because it sees AOL oh, coming, my gosh, the right? AOL account. Well, why I would so I put them on SendGrid as they're outgoing, and now AOL allows them to go through. Now, how do you get the responses? Does it go come back through SendGrid, or does it automatically come into? No, it comes back to you. Okay. It comes back to you. Yeah, there's no as far as unless your users looked at the headers of the email, they would see that it went out through SendGrid. But if they just, you know, it looks like it came from you. When they respond, it goes right back so they, to you. They know nothing. Unless they know they nothing. They look at the headers. Yeah. Right. And so I just I would almost recommend just getting an account just to have it, just in case. There's no, you know, I, I use mine all the time. I actually I I actually had the four thousand four thousand per month. And was getting, I actually tapped out on that one because I had a couple clients using it a lot. Um, and so I bought into the next plan, which is kind of their all a cart plan. And I think I get 10,000. Oh, what is their pricing? Their pricing is, is pretty. They have a premier account. They've got a free plan and they have a light plan. Um, so the free plan, 10, it's 12,000 emails per month. And then, but see, okay, but their light plan is kind of a send as you go and it's 10 cents per thousand emails. So, with their light plan, 
I now will spend a dollar twenty for the twelve thousand emails. Where now I'm going to drop back down as soon as I move these clients off. I'm going to drop back down to the free plan and save myself a dollar twenty per month. But you're going to spend way. about five bucks working with that company that just sends you in that rounding round. Either way, it's right. a good deal. <laughs> I know, but you know, it but is. That's so, uh, that's very cool. Right. So the higher the higher the plans, the more expensive the ones. You know, they've got one here that's seven seven hundred thousand emails for. Through, uh, for $400 a month, but you get things like dedicated IP addresses, you get sub-user APIs, you get campaign minutes. Um, you know, with all of these plans, you can get you get things that in their in their log their dashboard when you log in, you can see where it's sent to, whether it was received, how like a percentage of if it bounced, a percentage of um, let me let me just log in here because I'll share the I'll share this screen with you guys because it's actually I'm I'm actually really impressed with with uh. uh well, okay, now it's not working at all. Uh, added new apps to Firefox, and now they're broken. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I just closed an app instead of an extension instead of opening it, and uh, here it is. Okay, well, it there it is. So let me see. Uh, for people watching the show, what we're gonna what I'm gonna do is. Um, so what you're looking at here, let me click on this. So what you're looking at here is you can see that 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 today. I've had 617 emails. 97% of them have been received. Zero have been opened, clicked, bounces, spam. Um, actually, this is this is over the last week. I'm sorry. If I go to the last month, here's what the last month looks like. Now, this is not all me. This is actually anybody who's using my SendGrid account. So 60, only 68 emails were have been sent today. And 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 this is because the gentleman who sends out a lot of emails has actually been sick. <laughs> so um, you can see here on June sixth, uh, there were you know 251 emails went out. So you know, and it shows you how many were spam, how many were you know. So it's actually it's actually pretty you know it's it's actually pretty good. There's not, um, but it's something like I said, it's something that you could you could look at. You can um, you can definitely take a look at SendGrid. Um, and, and give it a shot. If you need a, another SMTP email, especially for things like copiers and scanners and, you know, those things that just seem to never work 100% correct, this is where that would come in really handy. Uh, yeah, that's been my, that's been my week. I'm planning on uh, having the weekend off this week. We're going to the, I'm going to the coast, so it's going to be. Well, you got to be at work 5 o'clock Monday morning, so you better be there. Well, I, I will be. I, I, I do have to move. I do have to move some data over for a client this weekend. So, um, just moved another client uh, last night to a hosted exchange. If you're a nonprofit, uh, if you're a nonprofit, uh, hosted exchange is free. So, if you need free email, yeah. So, just moved a moved another one over there, and I'll be doing another switch from another nonprofit uh, later on in the month. I'm going to be gone the next couple for uh, next couple Fridays, uh, so I had to uh, push it out a little bit. But, uh, and then in in August, actually in a couple weeks, I'll be at uh, I'll be at the CompTIA's ChannelCon in Chicago. So I get to I'll meet Matt Rainey and Jeff Hallish, Mike Smith, uh, Corey Fruitman, Kerry Holzman, Chris Crothers. Yeah, fun times. Yeah. So with that, because OLF is coming in October, I will not be able to make it to OLF. So at least as of right now, um, be spending spending the money at uh, for the CompTIA. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh that's that's been my week. Nothing, nothing overly exciting, but there it is. It's anything you do is exciting, Martin. And you're just a plethora, a plethora of learning. No, no. I mean, it's, I mean, I. I just, oh yeah, come on. You're crazy. I mean, you're actually like troubleshooting stuff during the show. 
and, and fixing it. And you explain, <laughs> was, you explain things where even I can almost understand it. <laughs> now, you, now you do good. Well, thanks for helping me out with the figuring out. It's probably definitely uh, a Chrome issue. Yeah, for well, sure. I, I, well, you sound great. We'll have, to, we'll have to test it again because what I did do is I also unplugged the rest of the network. So I killed Chrome, went to Firefox, and unplugged the rest of the network. So, uh, mm. But what's weird is that it's only been happening the last couple of weeks, and Chrome has updated twice since then. So, I think it's the third week it's happened. Yeah. Well, that's probably the way I'm making it worse. Mm. Yeah, it's, it probably are. So yeah. I'll be using Firefox for the show. Well, just remember, we, you know, we're not laughing with you. Meanwhile, the rest of his family's going to be mad at him because they couldn't access the internet. But anyway. Well, they just have their, yeah, they'll just, they'll be okay. <laughs> it's, they're, they're, my teenagers will live. So I, th- maybe, maybe, I don't know. All right. Well, that would uh, be a shame if they didn't. Well, yeah. No, it, it would, would be a shame. It would be a shame. I mean, if you unplug the internet and everybody died, that would be, <laughs> it would be hard to explain, but it would be sad. Now, everybody, including us? No, just your family. I mean, if you oh. go upstairs. And, well, I don't like, want to kill my family. I didn't say you, I didn't say anybody wanted to, but I mean, that would be a very, it would, it would be hard to connect the dots there, but it, it would be, I mean, there would just be nothing good to be said about that. I'm sorry. Do you, do you, I, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> I, I thought that was like, you know, I, I thought it almost went without saying. I don't know why I'd explain myself, but I don't want anybody saying when to die. Especially, because, well, not that it's, you know, whether it's a good reason or a bad reason, it's, I don't want my family to die. I think the family should have their pictures taken, even if by strangers. That's what I think, too. Okay. All right, Tim, if people want to get their picture taken by you, um, what's the Oh, man, you can oh, find oh, me on oh. Eastern Grand Street Corner. Just keep asking the world to take your picture until somebody whips out their camera and takes it with their own. You can find me, Tim Barmeister on the G+. All right, nice. Mitch, um, people want to send us emails, give us a voice message, which we haven't had in a while. No. Um, geesters at podnuts.com for your emails and... Uh, 7076-PODNUT, that's 707-676-3688 for those voicemails. Please send us some. Very nice. If people want to get a hold of me, I'm M. Obando, Google+. I'm Martin at Obando Computing. I'm also Obando Computing in the chat room. And how, remember, began the show, how can you join us? Chat, podnuts.com slash live. Um, follow me on Facebook, on, sorry, follow me on Google+. I post a lot of stuff there, um, M. Obando, and then you can see when we are going to go live and when you can join us in the chat, podnuts.com slash live. And again, uh, youtube.com, just geek, just uh, in the little the search bar there, just put in Geeksters, you're going to find all of our past episodes. Um, some good, some bad, some fabulous, I may say. So thanks for joining us and coming out this week. Have a great, uh, great fiscal Geeksters fiscal week. And do, do not forget to be grumpy. Talk to you guys later. Bye. 